You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Hey, hey, we are here in Atlanta at Sex Down South with the King Noir. I have to read your bio before you. Oh, shit. Come on, it's the voice. (laughs) King Noir is an accomplished, award-winning writer, porn performer, artist, master fetish trainer, MC, we're going to be playing his music, global activist who uses the proceeds of his album, Music Is My Weapon, to build a school, a freshwater well, a medical clinic in West Africa. He raises consciousness around kink safety for people of color. He provides lectures on the decolonization of sexuality and offers sex education to audiences ranging from college students to medical providers to those of us in the field. You have a big following. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back. All right. So you just, you won a big award, a big award in the industry. So Urban X Awards, Pansexual Performer of the Year. Yeah. What does that mean, Pansexual Performer? Oh, shit. (laughs) It's it's interesting because I think this might have been either one of the, either the first or one of the first years that they've actually had that as an award. Okay. So I'm honored to win it either way. I think Pansexual as... I guess as a sexuality is kind of like you fuck who you're attracted to and you don't let gender or orientation or anything like that get in the way of you fucking who you want to fuck. I like that. (laughs) That's that's how I define it. And then I think for the award, I think the reason that I was even nominated for that award is because I do a lot of work with trans performers as well as cisgender performers. So I was extremely honored to get it because we putting in work, so I want I want to be honored for that work, and it feels good to be honored by you know Urban X is is big in the industry, so it's like people are seeing it, people are acknowledging it, and a lot of times they think that you know black men can't do it, so that's mm-hmm. like one of those things that's just another arena that we're looking to expand people's sexual pleasure and understanding. Them. And pleasure is pleasure, isn't it? Facts. Like we are so hung up on. Whether it's gender or labels or orientation or... Alone. Yeah. (laughs) People sometimes get hung up on like, nah, I shouldn't be... Yeah, you should. Mm -hmm. You should be making yourself feel good. Who better to please you than you? Well, I'd rather someone else do it because I'm kind of lazy. So if I can have someone (laughs) lend me a hand or two, I'm about that. Now, you wear so many hats. I want to talk about your music. I know you're an MC. We're going to be playing your music. You're a master fetish trainer. I've always seen that in your bio because I'm a big follower on Instagram. You have a lot of them. What does that mean? What's a master fetish trainer? Well, Jasmine and I came up with the master fetish trainer as a way to describe what it is that we do. Because people are always like, what is it that you do? Y'all do so many things. We help people identify and experience their fetishes in a healthy and safe way. And a little context on Jasmine. Jasmine has been on the podcast yes, several times. my partner. We the are one, missing the her. only jet-setting Jasmine. She's not here at Sex Down South this year. She was. She is, she's taking to be. Case. She was supposed to be. We're, we're, we're supposed to be hosting, so now I'm going to have to have her in via satellite. But, you oh. know, we're going to... Uh, we're gonna make it work. We're gonna make it work. But she is taking care of our two little ones right now, so they're both under the weather. There's something going around, as everyone can hear in my voice. My voice is. I thought that was just your sexy voice I for wish the. I uh, this is my sexy voice for the podcast, <laughs> but no. I am on the last one percent of my voice. I don't know how I'm gonna get through the rest of the night. So, master fetish trainer, what do you do? What can people hire you for? What can they experience and expect? So people can either hire us for education or they can hire us for experiences. So some people, they're like, I want to learn how to flog somebody or engage in impact play, breath play, 
or whatever their particular fetish is. But sometimes just trying to go out there and learn, you don't know who you're learning from. You don't know if anybody has any experience, credentials or anything like that. So we offer education. Other times people want that actual experience. They're like, I want to be choked. I want to be flogged or I want to flog my partner and I want somebody there who can show me how to do it and then make sure I'm doing it properly. Mm. So that's what we do. What do people get wrong about impact play? They don't take their time. People usually go for like the their hardest spank, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like, no, that's not how the body works. So like understanding just physio, uh, like physiologically how the body works, what chemicals are gonna be moving around in your body and when and why, just that alone will help anybody understand like, okay, I really shouldn't just walk into the room, you know, pull back and swing with all my might, you know? Cause it's also like there are wrong places to spank somebody or flog somebody. There's a definite wrong way to choke somebody. And we say you always want after you choke your partner for them to return to you the same way they were when right. you started choking them. Cause you could do some serious damage. So it's important to be able to do things safely, properly. And that also makes it more pleasurable. Of course, of course. So spanking, if someone says, my partner wants me to spank them, okay. They can go learn from you, but how can they start at home? Like, what would be your top tips for somebody who's spanking for the first time? First and foremost is find out what kind of feel your partner likes. Because just on our hand, we can create something that's more stingy. We can create something mm -hmm. that's more of a thud. You know, anybody who's ever slap box knows that if you get caught with some fingers, it's a lot different than getting caught with somebody's palm, right? What's slap box? <laughs> slap boxing is instead of closing your fist to spar somebody, you just slap boxing with somebody. It's it's it's. <laughs> It's a thing. It's a thing. Everybody's <laughs> pausing to Google that now. <laughs> you may get a little stunned. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just want to watch people slap box. There actually is now this league where they do like professional slapping and they be knocking each other the fuck out with that <laughs> shit. It's crazy. I've serious I've seen some of the people they get knocked right out like they'll just be sitting there and then all of a sudden they're on the floor and I they show like, it in slow-mo and everything so you can oh see the ripples gosh. through their face and the yeah. snot and everything is crazy I feel like Brandon you'd be good at slap boxing with those big baseball mitt hands uh, only I have a glass jaw I'd be out somebody like, <laughs> you know just breathes on me and I'd be out but. you gotta you definitely have to go for you like I gotta go first all the time <laughs> yeah but you know there's that whole you get all excited the anticipation then you screw up and then you know somebody's gonna like just smoke you in the face <laughs> so if we go back to spanking the ass yes so what type of you want to know what type of feel they want yeah so some some people they like you know like with the the ends of your fingers that's going to be more of a sting okay if you get closer to the palm the closer you get that's going to be more of a thud now even even with where you position on the ass of where you hit somebody like if you want to warm somebody up you're definitely not going to run in and just lay them out like we said so you want to kind of work in an upwards motion mm. to kind of send all those good vibrations through the body, through the ass. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like when you're having sex, you know how when you feel your bodies hitting on each other like this, especially in doggy style, it's pleasurable for because those are those waves of pleasure that's going through your body. So it's kind of like the same thing. So you don't want to just wild out. But as you build up, you can start building the intensity that you're spanking somebody with. And do you sometimes want to alternate between something a little bit more sensual and comforting it and depends. then something more stinging? Like it if you're new to person. it, if you're new to it, because here's what I think. I think people say, oh, I want to be spanked. Mm -hmm. And then people just give it their all. Yeah. And that's a mistake. Right. So it's, there, there's many techniques that you can use to either warm somebody up, relax their body. Or, you know, if you're trying to be sexy at the same time, you know, add more sensual touch with it as well. Sometimes people just want spanks as a punishment or as a reward. You know what I'm saying? So it might 
you really have to talk about it first. It's not like one of those things that you just show up in the bedroom like, I'm spanking you tonight. This is where I feel like the master fetish trainer comes in. Because, you know, I think about me doing it the first time, and then I'm like, yeah, I want to be all sexy. And it's like, no, that did not work. Whereas I'm assuming you're going to be coming in and, and like training people, the the whole, the art, the seduction, the the, the technique that's going to give them what they want. Absolutely. And that's that's... That's why I say there's so many things that you can enjoy. And it's like, as a couple, you know, I don't have to touch either one of you if mm. you don't want me to. I can show you on either I show up with a bottom of my own or I can just show you just in the air or on a pillow. You know, I think it's it really depends on what the couple wants. And that's why I say that we're masters of this kind of training because nobody has, even if you have the same category of fetish, the way you want to experience it, the way you want to live it, and what brings you pleasure from it is different from person to person. Everybody's completely unique with it. Yeah, and you just came off tour. You were touring, you were on stage, you were doing a show. But you, while you're doing these shows, so people need to follow you, follow you on Instagram. Please do. You're doing private sessions. Yes, so I go from sessioning on stage and showing people live what I do. Shout out to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and uh, La Folies Burlesque. I had an amazing time out there. They were awesome. I got to work with burlesque dancers, and I'm like flogging them, spanking them on stage. And then, you know, people might see me in the audience like, I want that, but not on stage. So they can book me for private sessions as well. Speaking of, so tomorrow night we have the Big Bang. Yes. At Sex Dance House. Bang, bang. And you're in, you, you and Jasmine, but I guess you're on your own now. I know. You're running it. Did you find, like, did you find someone to replace her? Oh, I mean, there's no many people. No one can ever replace Jet Setting Jasmine. Facts. But I, I am going to have some special guests. You know, there are a lot of people that we've actually worked with for Royal Fetish Films out here in Atlanta or people that we work with through our Black Excellence uh, management company that'll be on stage. So we're going to do some things. We're going to do some things. The show the show is amazing. And so I know that I'm always touting and promoting Sex Down South, but even if you don't come to the whole conference, you can buy tickets to the Big Bang. You can. I mean, Sex Down South is, is just my, one of my favorite times. We weren't here uh, last year, but I look forward to it every year. It's, it's my, my, like the conference that I'm like most looking forward to every year. So I'm trying to make sure that I get to a whole bunch of events today. Yeah, there is a lot going on here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you do master fetish training. You're also a producer, so you own a production company. Yes. We're all fetish films. Yes. And you're producing ethical porn. Yes. What does that mean? Well, I know now people throw the word around a lot. So um, for us, it means that it is performer-focused in the sense of we don't have people come on with our company to shoot things that they are not interested in, whether it be I want to try this for the first time or this is my shit and I love doing mm. it. So it's not like this is the acts that we shoot for our company. If you don't do them, then we're not gonna hire you, right? So everybody is there because they wanna be there. Everybody is there because this is a form of expression that they're interested in. Also ethical is how we sell it, how we either pay people or give people access to that content to be able to sell it themselves. Mm. So it's not, ever going to be a situation where somebody's there and it's just out there and they have absolutely nothing to do with it or aren't able to monetize it in their own way or haven't been paid properly for it. We want all body types, all genders, all orientations, all outlooks of sexuality shown on camera in a way that is reflective of how people enjoy their sexuality. So if you're super hardcore kink, then you're gonna find some super hardcore kink. If you are, I want some super hardcore sensuality and you know, 
things like of that nature, we have the full range. And you also have the full range of, we shoot everything from, I tell people we shoot from phones to drones. Mm. So we have, some people like to get their porn in a nice portrait kind of look that's coming straight from phone to phone. And you could tell that that performer set up a tripod themselves. Other people want that shit to look like a Christopher Nolan movie. And we have the shit that ranges from all of that. Mm. Because we, we, I love, I love what we do. I love being able to express pleasure and passion and sensuality and kinkiness and fetishes in all kinds of different ways because sometimes they shoot certain things the same all the time. And that's not how everybody, that's not how everybody engages. You know, sometimes you want some shit that's like some nice, beautiful light coming from outside, some natural light on the bed. Other times you want that shit to look like everything is manufactured and everything is plastic and you're just like, this is a complete fantasy. You know, so being able to have the the real to the fantastical just makes it for more pleasure and things that you can then watch and then add into your own life. When you talk about ethical porn and actually focusing on what the performers are into, to me it follows that it's just going to be hotter. Facts. Right? Like I would rather watch somebody doing something they love. So you're not writing scripts like we're going to do double penetration anal today. It's like, what are you into? What are you feeling? There must be a lot of checking in and kind of massaging as you go. So, like, let's say y'all, let's say I was going to be behind the camera for y'all scene, and you say, I don't know, tell me something you like. I like... I like that he put you on the yeah, spot. Yeah, you put me on the spot. <laughs> I, 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 so, I like to be, so let's, I want to I want to be on the bottom. I want her riding me. Okay. So, uh, I know work, work. Did my, ex- work. Did my aspiration come out? <laughs> <laughs> tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I'll do anything for you, you know that. <laughs> well, see, there you go. So, let's, let's take both of those two things you mentioned. You want... Uh, just to ride and you don't want to do that much work. Okay? I actually just want to watch. Can we get someone else? <laughs> so we could get somebody oh, yeah. so we get somebody else to ride you. Yeah. So I may I may eat an ice cream in the corner. <laughs> She's like, where's Jess? She's just having some takeout in the side over in the corner. Well some people do have that fetish of being able to watch Uh-oh. and 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 also sit back and relax and enjoy a good meal at the same time. So let's just say <laughs> that was the scene in this room that we have right here. So we could have Dr. Jess in a beautiful, you know throne being able to direct who is going to ride you because you want that work you want somebody to put in that work and you want to be on the bottom so automatically from there like just in this space i know people aren't looking in right now but i love the natural light and so being able to sit from this angle to be able to watch you watch them you direct them almost from your space as you're eating what are you eating noodles <laughs> I, thought she, I thought she was gonna say rice no. just like just, oh, yeah. just, just slurping, white, just white slurping rice. some noodles, noodles oh, and yeah. plain white rice like well, you know, i'm so chinese have, people have you know <laughs> fantasies that do involve food you know that's a huge fetish and also there's the cultural aspect of like you know if some noodles are real good you're supposed to be slurping them so some people are gonna get the fetish of that who have an oral fixation and then you know, maybe while she's riding you, y'all have some oral and it could be cut in with the, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, it's always like, okay, it's hotter because that's what y'all want. Right. But I'm feeling the creative, like you must really, you enjoy the creative aspect oh, I love of it. your job. I love it. I think sex is like the, not only can sex create life, but also it's a creative expression of your body. It's a creative expression of your pleasure. So for example, I was shooting a scene with Titania and Queen P when I was in, um, in Minneapolis and the dungeon we were in had like a squat rack in it Mm. so that but you could strap someone up to the squat rack and all this shit and I love sexual positions that are that like just have to be like exerting 
energy mm. or that are tough on the body because for me personally, when I feel my blood flowing, it makes everything feel fucking amazing. So Jazz and I had shot a scene back before where she was like eating my ass while I was doing a pull up. So in the squat rack, I was like, oh, well now there's extra people here so I can do more things. So I need you to like be like massaging me while I'm doing this pull up with my legs in the air and like slamming her face into my ass to eat my ass. Like that shit feels amazing, but it's like the creative aspect of it. Like we didn't know that squat rack was in there, but we got to use this fucking squat rack because you know, all, all the different aspects of, of creativity when it comes to sex, like even if you just tweak one little thing from what you did last time, you'll feel something brand new. Even if you're doing the same missionary position, you can still fuck completely different every time. It, it really depends, because I kind of try to set things up so that I can take time off to just edit. Masturbate. That too, that's too. But I don't know, it's, it's hard to kind of quantify, but I, I, do, I do probably shoot anywhere between five to 10 scenes a month. Wow, a lot. Do you ever find like, oh, I'm not in the mood? And if you're not in the mood, do you take a break? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. If and you know, I, I it's interesting because a lot of people think, Oh, you do porn, so you just have to fuck all the time. And I do tell people, especially people who are new to the industry, if your body tells you something or your your brain or your gut is telling you take a break, take a break. But you know, it happens all the time because we also have complete outside lives of porn. Well, you have kids, you run multiple businesses. You guys you folks do so much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think there's so many dimensions to what you do and you're a role model to a lot of people. Let me ask you about the emceeing. Why is the rap important to you? I've been rapping since I was like, yay high, since since I was a little kid. And I love to make music of, of all sorts, you know, and porn just, porn music sucks. So I was like, <laughs> we need to do... It's a satire, a satire. <laughs> you know, is it being that I had already done music and like I had a whole career doing doing hip-hop when we had started royal fetish films i i was just like i kind of want to make music specifically under the moniker of king noir like what would that sound like what would that how can we flip it and bounce it into the movies to kind of like make them different than other people's scenes that you've seen because huh. you know if people are just using the same cutout kind of music or music that I don't even know where they find it from. It's like 70s porn music and shit. Like, how does that enhance the experience for other people? And when we were talking about Royal Fetish Films, it was always like, when we started it 10 years ago now, so much porn used black bodies and the aesthetic of blackness, but was not created by black people. So we wanted to be like, well, what is what is what is it lacking? And what what would enhance it and one of the things that we thought of was just kind of like music is like always have sex with music on i kind of i when i don't have sex with music i'm like oh shit i got put music on and shit you know what i'm saying but it's like i want it to be my music because then i can kind of write things that go with the fetishes and things that go with different things that have not been spoken about in hip-hop yet so mm. it kind of just made me dive in that was going to be one of my questions does one inspire the other do you know what i mean like does the music inspire your production does your production inspire your music do they complement one another both both like what there was a song on the first royal fetish experience album so somnophilia is the fetish where you enjoy your partner having sex with you when you're like sleep oh i love that oh okay, i love that tell us more because i feel like we've been down this road yeah i love it so maybe 
Did I, I get too excited there? <laughs> can't get too excited. Never can get too excited. Nah, but it was like Jazz told me that she had this fetish years ago. And she was like, I am consensually giving you the, the right that if you're feeling any type of way and I'm asleep, like just just start, just go at it. You know what I'm saying? So you got you got that too? I would just, I want to jump in because I'm like, this was us like 20 years ago. We would we would be so... I, I but thought by we accident. Were, but by accident, I, f- I feel like we were so exhausted in the middle of the night, all of a sudden we'd wake, I'd wake up and kind of just come to and we'd be having sex. But I've also told you that if you ever want to have sex with me when I'm... And this is only for Brandon. <laughs> yeah, just, like, not for the, all the not other for folks. Not for anybody else. Not for the other folks. But is anyone who's sleeping in my bed? How about that? If you've gotten into the bed, yeah, you have permission to go but, for it. But yeah, and, and it was incredibly hot that you'd wake up and it was almost semi-dreamlike initially and then kind of coming to and realizing that you're... I noticed like heightened, uh, like like senses <laughs> sound like I got bit by a spider or something but I, I'd, I'd wake up <laughs> Radioactive and, yeah branding. radioactively but I'd wake up and everything was just heightened like all the the physical sensation of touch like everything and then you'd I kind of wake up and we were uh, you know a third of the way through the, the the actual process of whatever it was you know having sex the foreplay initially and it was just I, I thought it was great so please yeah. somnophilia so jazz she we so then we shot a scene she was like i want to shoot this scene and it was co-directed by um kaz and shiro of the spread podcast shout out oh yeah and um so they uh we shot this whole this whole scene and we made it like you know have the consensual aspect talk about it because people need to understand you know it's like one of those things you need to talk about this don't just start fucking people when they sleep you need a consent, an enthusiastic consent. So we shoot the scene, and then after we shoot the scene, I put music to it, and I was just like, the beat that I had from it was from this producer that we knew from Florida, and I was like, yo, that beat, that beat slaps. That shit is hot. And then Jazz was like, I've never heard a Somnophilia song before. I'm like, I've never, I don't even think anybody's even used that word in a song before. Trying to rhyme that word in itself. That was my first thought. Somnophilia <laughs> got me feeling your way deeper than RAM. So when you back to sleep, we go back to freak and we could do it all again. And so I was like, right from there, I was like, oh, I got a word that rhymes with Somnophilia and then just wrote a song to it. You know what I'm saying? Then we got um, my homegirl, um, Nora, to drop. She wrote a whole verse about it and sang and was like, yo, this shit, this shit is dope. And that was kind of one of the songs that led to me even doing a, a album as King Noir. Yeah, I love it. We're gonna play that music, as I said. I have so many questions for you, but I, I think because you wear so many hats, you're an educator, you're an activist, you're a performer, you're a producer, you're clearly an artist. But when it comes to sex, because people come to you for sex to learn, what makes sex good? Like what should people be doing differently? Ooh, it might sound a little cliche, but it, it really to me, is about learning yourself. Sex always gets better when you know and you're not holding yourself back from what it is that you either desire or what pleases you. And I think a lot of us have so many hangups that we're like, for example, I don't know, let's just take, I don't know, I mentioned it earlier, ass eating, right? Some people, whether giving or receiving, might just be like, oh, I don't want nobody messing with my ass. That might change my manhood or whatever the fuck they're thinking right or i'm not eating somebody else's ass because that's not clean and i've always been taught that ass is dirty well one you know people can wash there's a whole lot of washing that can be done you can you can eat some ass in the shower if you need to please wash yourselves you should be doing that even if you're not getting your ass ate you should still wash your ass either either way but you know what i'm saying but like these little hang-ups that we have that then are holding us back 
from all the pleasure we can have. You know what I'm saying? Or it can be little things. It could be like, I don't like letting people get on top of me because I don't feel mm -hmm. like I don't feel in control or I don't want to ride somebody because I don't want to lose myself because I know that position feels so good to me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, like there's so many different ways and angles that we deny ourselves pleasure. And gender comes into this. I know you, you talk, because you're an educator, and you have a whole program on porn and parenting, right? Yes. But you talk about masculinity. Sure. And so I wonder what that means to you, because we, we hear a lot about masculinity, the manosphere, some the toxic masculinity that's out there. But that's a separate thing from masculinity in itself. What does it mean to you? Where have we gotten lost, and how do we find ourselves back to a, a beautiful place? Sure. And this, and this kind of also goes to the last thing we were talking about. I think men leave a lot of pleasure on the table because we are wrapped up in these ideas of what it means to be a man, even in regards to pleasure. Like, it's changed. Like, you know, things slowly change. But I think about, like, for example, like, first scenes I ever did that I was getting my ass ate or whatever, people be like, oh, that shit is gay. And we're like, how is it gay? It's a woman that's eating my ass. Like, <laughs> it's, like not the definition of what gay is. But also even that calling someone gay or being gay as being referred to as something that is a negative like i don't know if that's what it is then i guess i'm that like mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it, it, that's fine mm -hmm. whatever you know being able to actually let go of those things and i think really it, it comes from a place of masculinity being defined to us by what a man can control mm. what a man can dominate and i don't mean dominate in the fun way mm. and and what a man can kind of either build or destroy right and masculinity does not have to mean that for everybody and really masculinity doesn't just mean those things because regardless of gender people can build some shit up or fuck some shit up regardless of what their gender is people can dominate a situation regardless of what their gender is you know and, but i do think there is this idea that a man is a man if a man can like basically hurt other people you know and i don't think that that I mean, it's clearly not healthy. It's clearly not helping the world for men to define themselves by being able to hold women back in every single possible aspect or lash out at trans folk or whatever the case, you know, in order to get to a healthy place is to realize that masculinity, femininity are our ideas, you know, and we all have our own ideas of what it is. We can all ask, you know, 10 people and get different answers or hundreds of people and get different answers. And all of us don't live up to what somebody else's answer is for what femininity or masculinity is. So it's important to find out what it is for you and how you can be whatever that is in a constructive way that does not impede on anybody else's idea of what it is. And also hopefully enhances other people's ideas of what it is to be masculine, feminine or none of that shit. You know, like I just think as human beings. We should all strive to be the best human being we can be for ourselves and also to add on to the collective world that we live in in a positive way. If you're not hurting other people, if you're not fucking up other people's shit and putting them down for who they are, then you live in a positive life. And that's how we can actually make the world a better place, ourselves better people. And then you open yourself up to a whole lot more pleasure because people don't hate you. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like, people will want good things for you. You'll want good things for yourself. And you don't hate yourself. Facts. There's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of that. And, and then people get wrapped up in those, like, toxic ideas of what masculinity is because they truly hate themselves. So they're like, all right, I'm going to go out there and, I don't know, be fucking Rambo or some shit and Rambo up places that don't need a fucking Rambo. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you you see these people who have, like, I mean, and we see it, unfortunately, we live in a world where there's a lot of violence, 
on everybody. Nobody is above or beyond violence in the society that we live in. And a lot of times that violence is from people who truly hate themselves and then lash out at people who seem to be loving themselves and one another. So you have a son. How are you raising him differently? <laughs> to be himself. To okay. to, it's It's okay to... <laughs> I think a lot of times as men, we want our sons to be the things that either we have accomplished or the things we wish we could have accomplished and then push them to do shit that they really don't want to fuck. You know, so it's like trying to associate the things that he is interested in and support him in that, but then also provide some of the knowledge and experience that I've gained in life, like hopefully like, hey, there's some big ass mistakes I done made. Please don't make the same mm -hmm. ones. Make your own. Mm -hmm. You know, and just trying to also show, like, I didn't grow up with any real love from my father like that. So just even being able to say, like, I love you, I think is is different than how I was raised. Yeah, that's a big thing. That's not something that was said in my family. I think it was said in my family, but it lacked meaning. <laughs> and and, and but no, no, no. And, and I don't I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, oh, I love you. Yeah, okay, love you. You know what I mean? And there was no depth. There was no sincerity. And I think that maybe I shouldn't say that there was, but it was flippant. And I think when somebody expresses it, but then the actions reflect it, mm -hmm. it's, it's so much more meaningful. And I think just listening to you describe how you love your son and your children, I can't imagine that the world isn't going to be a better place as a result of how you're interacting and how you're, you're modeling behavior for how they should navigate themselves in this world. Like it just seems like such a, a, a sincere and loving relationship that's only gonna make the world better. So true, okay. We've taken so much of your time. Oh, thank you for having me. But no, I know you have to go, but I wanna quickly ask you about King in Costa Rica. Oh, everybody needs to come with Jasmine and me, literally, <laughs> to Costa Rica. Uh, we're doing, actually, we're doing, um, this will be year two of King in Costa Rica. And we get people together to go travel through, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful place. We take some day trips and all that. We have a amazing chef who cooks up everything that's pretty much like locally caught, local farm to table type shit. It's, it, the food is amazing. But then at night we get wow kinky. Like, <laughs> like extremely like, so we do what it could be like one night we might just focus on bondage. Another night we might focus on, uh, on impact play or something like that, kind of teach it. And then it's open play for the night. But these are people now that you've been able to bond with on our day trip to go to the beach or, you know, hung out with at the pool. Cause it's actually two pools at the spot and we have masseuses on site and it's completely just us. There's nobody from the outside that'll be there that isn't somebody who either uh, is working or another performer or teacher or something like that. So it's like you don't have to worry about other folks getting in your way or anything like that. So you can truly immerse yourself in with other people who are kinky as fuck like you are and into similar things or into different things. And then y'all can learn from one another and just... Oh, we was getting it in out there. And it's couples, singles, anyone It could be come? couples, it could be singles, whatever your orientation is. You know, we actually have interviews with everybody prior to to make sure that 
people are there for the right reasons and whatnot. And then we have a big group meeting prior to. So people can either exchange information or just at least ask some questions of their fellow their fellow travel mates. And I know you and Jasmine do such a good job creating a safe space. So people should check this out. Kink in Costa Rica. Your website is kingnoir.com, but noir has an E on the end, folks. Yes, Kingnoir.com. You can and, actually go to kinkincostarica.com too. Okay. So kink. you could go you you can go straight there and submit your application and you will be speaking with one of the Royal Fetish team members to see if you can come with us. I love it. I love it. Thank you for all the work that you do. You're creating art, obviously. You're creating beauty. You're creating sexuality, sensuality. And you're doing important activism we didn't really get a chance to talk about. I wanted to ask you about one of your posts around what has changed since 2020 when people wanted to hear your voice. And now it seems like they've taken their foot off of that. Hmm. have to maybe save that for (laughs) another time. Well, I, I will say this. It's interesting how people think you know, transformative, <laughs> how transformative a post or, a, I don't know, a little a little thing that your company does once can be held up against four or 500 years of oppression. It don't really work that way. It's something that needs to be done every day by all of us to work together to, like we said earlier, build a better world. But if, and if people are interested, you can definitely find me at k-i-n-g-n-o-i-r-e on most things that haven't been uh shadow banned or shut down <laughs> so twitter or x you know what i'm saying the real king noir instagram kingnoir.com kingnoirxxx.com if you feel a little frisky royal fetish xxx.com and kink in costa rica lots, lots of, of places there's lots of places but um yeah and if you want to check out the music set Spotify, it up for us we're gonna play it itunes title everywhere everywhere that is found okay throw to your song new single king says shout out to everybody in jersey there's some jersey club shit instructional fuck music enjoy i hate to see you go but love to see you walk away your body language talking everything you got to say once them hips sway strip you out that lingerie i can lick it all night and i can hit it all day you got brains in a body down to suck your slop Pleasure that punani till you squirt like a tsunami Got me clapping up on them cheeks Snacking up on that peach Slap it up with this meat till you grappling on them sheets I double time on my tongue Pull you closer, don't run Fill the rhyme with a dirty mind So shower me in your cum Just make that pussy pop Load it up for the back shots Just make that pussy pop Load it up for the back shots Just make that pussy pop Load it up for the back shots Just make that pussy pop Load it up for the back shots Fuck around, get fucked on Fuck around, get fucked on Fuck around, get fucked on Don't fuck around, get fucked on Fuck around, get fucked on Don't fuck around, get fucked on Fuck around, get fucked on You gon' fuck around, get fucked on Said you love to choke Hands around your throat Said you love to choke Dick all down your throat Said you love to choke Hands around your throat Said you love to choke Dick or gang and throw, pull it out, eat it, stick it back in, stroke, repeat, just pull it out, eat it, stick it back in, stroke, repeat, pull it out, eat it, stick it back in, stroke, repeat, pull it out, eat it, stick it back in, stroke, repeat, now grind in it, just wind in it, grind in it, take your time in it, now grind in it, just wind in it, grind in it, take your time with it. I stroke you, throw it back. I spit, spit it back. Lick it from the back. Spit, spit it back. I stroke you, throw it back. I spit, spit it back. 
lick it from the back. I spit, you spit it back. Like, coming to your legs, shake it. Fucking to the bear break. Coming to your legs, shake Fucking to the bear break. Coming to your legs, shake Fucking to the bear break. Coming to your legs, shake Fucking to the bear break. Fuckin